Welcome to my new podcast series, Looking Back with Love, Looking Forward with Hope. It was early Sunday morning, and the sun was blaring through my windows. My eyes were barely open, but I could smell the breakfast cooking downstairs, and I could hear the music so loud and clear. My mom was probably already cooking hot sata roti on the stove. My dad was probably making scrambled eggs with onions and tomatoes, my favorite. And the sounds of one of the icons and legends of the West Indian community, Clive Fimadu, was on the radio, as always, on a Sunday morning. His beautiful music was playing throughout the house. My brother probably wasn't home yet, or maybe didn't even come home. This was a normal, typical thing. My sisters were probably already downstairs, because they were always the first ones up. As I began to make my way downstairs, I could already feel the love and energy surrounding the house and myself. This was a ritual every Sunday morning in our household, to get up as a family and to be together. If we were not going to temple on a Sunday morning, we were getting up, eating breakfast together, and enjoying each other's company. This was life. This was beautiful. My parents always taught us the traditions and values of being a family. I grew up in a very religious household. My parents were the original founders of one of the first Hindu temples here in New York. And because of those principles, because of everything they instilled within me, I know that it prepared me for what I was about to endure in my life. Every moment that we endure in life, whether good or bad, is a moment to relish in. And it took me a long time to understand that. As I sat down every Sunday morning, surrounded by their beautiful faces, and just listening to their stories and their laughter, this was a moment that I will never forget. And if I could go back to that day every single day, I would. These moments in life are so precious, and we never realize it until it's gone. This podcast series will begin to chronicle my life up until now, living with Parkinson's disease. But I want you to understand how it all started, where my life began, and where I'm going today. While this is going to be an extremely painful thing to do, I know that I have to do this. And while I thought about writing this in a book, I just don't know how much time will be allotted to me. We don't know what tomorrow ever is, because tomorrow is never promised. We must live for today, in this present moment. And this morning I woke up in my heart saying that this is what I needed to do. While you might hear me sniffle a lot on here, you might hear me crying, you might hear me grieving, you may hear my laughter, you may hear my joy, you may hear every emotion that's possible to come out, but that is me. That is my story. That is my life. As we each battle life, we each have our stories to tell, 
and this is mine. I invite you to come on this journey with me and be humble, be patient. And I hope that you will enjoy all the moments that I have enjoyed as well as you listen to these podcast series. Thank you for joining me today. And I hope that you will get some value out of listening to these podcasts.
Life is truly a bittersweet symphony. All the things that we go through, the ups, the downs, the grief, the pain, the love, the heartbreaks, it's all a part of our journey that we call life. And we must go through it. But I think that for me, going through all of this was so much easier with the strength and love of my family. A family can only be a family with the strength of God and with the strength of each other. We relied on each other. We cried with each other. We fought with each other. We laughed with each other. And as a family, we grew through all the tough times. A family is always there to support you if you allow them to. A family can bring everything that you need in your life to fulfill your contentment, to fulfill your satisfaction, to fulfill that true happiness within you. And that is what my family has always done for me. We grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. And I remember going to school and being the only pretty much Indian girl in class besides one other person. She was my best friend for years. And we enjoyed so many great times together. I loved her company. And I loved that she looked like me. I loved that she was the same color as me. I know today that probably sounds so cliche and against the rules to say. But as kids, we always want to have that comfort of having the same sort of person around us, right? And she was that person. I remember going into first grade, and when I saw her there, I was so excited. My world lit up, because now I knew I had a friend for life. My parents, when they first bought the house here in this area, there was some pushback because it was a predominantly white area. Not many people accepted them or wanted them to be here. But they stayed. They made a life for us. They made a life for all four of us. And they worked their way up to everything that they have today. I am so grateful that they found this area in New York, on Long Island, where I was able to start my own life eventually, raise my own kids, and have my own family. What I learned from living in this area is that community is so essential. Friendship is so important. And understanding how to live through the good and the bad is part of life. I had so many great friends. I developed so many friendships as a childhood, from elementary school into high school. So many great people. I even remember one day, my best friend, one of my best friends who lived across the street from me, they would throw me a surprise party. And I don't know what happened. I think we got into a fight a couple of days before. This is probably around my 12th, 13th, or 14th birthday around there. And I didn't know what was happening. And I remember coming outside and they all surprised me. 
And I felt so stupid for being mad at her. So stupid for just arguing with her over nonsense. Looking back at those times, wow. How we can wish that we take back the things that we say and do to people sometimes, but we can't. Which is why it's always so important to just know before you speak. Just understand what you're about to say that can possibly hurt someone in some way. As I grew up here on Long Island, I made so many wonderful friends, met so many wonderful people. And it's been a blessing to know that I've been able to make those friendships. In these days, I was singing, dancing, and taking lessons in every possible area you could think of. My sisters were always with me as well. We spent most of our weekends going to dance lessons or singing lessons. And we spent most of the other time with our family or in the temple. We did a lot of shows where we danced. We went to the temple to sing. We were so involved in our culture and we learned so much about ourselves in the process. Being involved in your culture is one of the most important things you can do for yourselves and your children. Culture gives you stability. Culture gives you backbone and a foundation to rely on. And without that culture, it's almost like you become lost in the world. I'm so grateful to have found that with my parents. If it's one thing that I can say is that getting up every single day and knowing that I had two wonderful parents who cared and loved me and who nourished my mind, body, and soul every single day with good food, good thought, and just good common sense was something that I am so grateful in my heart for. And I know not everybody has that opportunity which is why I consider myself so lucky. Family enriches your life on so many levels, and my family has enriched my life in so many ways. As I began my journey as, I would say, a teenager, going through the phases of puberty, going through the phases of hating my parents, not wanting to listen to them, of loving them, of enjoying their, their, their talks, but also kind of just not wanting to listen. I remember how much that I just wished I would grow up, how much I wished that life would just speed up and get to the next level. Oh, wow, do I take that back today? If only I could go back to those times when I was a teenager, I would. But not everybody can say that. But being a teenager was so much fun. You know, my, my dad owned a travel agency. And, well, besides the fact that I worked at his agency pretty much every summer, which taught me so many values and ethics about work, we were also able to travel every summer or every year to different places. We traveled a lot to islands in the Caribbean Oh, these trips were so phenomenal. I remember just going to these trips, sitting on the beach. My favorite place in the world is the beach. 
the sunlight, the water, the sound of the ocean, the people surrounding me. Everything was perfect in those moments. Nothing seemed that it would ever change. Little did I know. It was moments that I can never forget. I have albums filled with photos of each of these trips that we've taken. My parents always had large groups of people that would come with us. Their friends, their family, and their kids. So we always had a great time on every trip that we took. I remember going to Jamaica for the first time and just learning how to swim on the beach. Learning how to float. And I remember when I was floating, the first time my eyes were closed and all I could feel was pure energy and love. Everything just felt perfect in that moment. Nothing could ever deter me away from my dreams. If I could go back to that moment, I would too. Every trip that we've taken was a memory jotted in my head, was a memory that's given me joy and warmth in my heart today just by speaking about it. Every trip that we've taken was a part of me. And it is something that my parents were able to do for us. And I can't say how thankful I am for that. Not many people have the opportunity to travel every year like I did. And I know that. Taking those trips was a great way for me to learn about other cultures as well as my own. As I began to grow and grow and grow in my teenage years, I went through a lot of different phases. You know, as we all do as teenagers, not knowing who we are, trying to figure out our way, trying to figure out where we belong in life, where we belong in the world. One thing I always knew was that I loved writing. I loved, loved writing. I was always writing from a young kid. I remember that I had a, um, a project when I was in fourth grade to write a biography about myself. I know, why would they ask a fourth grader to write a biography about yourself? But regardless, I came back with pages and pages of my life only up until fourth grade, believe it or not. The teacher was so surprised but it was something that was instilled within me. I just loved writing. And I would write for pages and days. And I would write about anything. About, about everything that surrounded me. The beauty, the joy, even the sadness. But of course, as a fourth grader, what do we know about sadness, right? As kids, we're so naive. We think the world is so perfect. And that nothing can ever harm us. Even growing up as a teenager, up until college, I would think that now, of course, I know differently. But I'm able to approach the world differently because of that. Besides writing, singing, dancing, I had a deep love for music. I've always loved, loved music. It was something that was part of my soul. I had a few opportunities to be on the radio which I took, and I ran with it. 
I even had my own radio program for a while. It was so awesome. All of these things taught me so much in my life. Being able to write for different magazines, different newspapers. I knew eventually that what I wanted to do in my life was become a writer or a reporter on TV. I, I knew that before entering college. And I just had to figure out a way to make it happen. Everything leading up to when I started college was all grooming me for those times. My teenage years were phenomenal, nonetheless. As every teenager goes through their changes, so did I. But it was normal. It was okay. As I step into the college years, you'll begin to hear how the changes were coming upon me so quickly. But before we get into that, we definitely have to talk about one of the most important moments in my life was where I met my future husband. Before we get into those teenage college years too much, I do have to take a step back to tell you about one of the most important people in my life, honestly, which was my brother, my older brother. He was such a, a different person. He was such a loving, kind, compassionate person. He still is. A heart of gold. A heart of gold is what I would say about him. If it wasn't for him, I don't know that I would have had so much fun growing up. My brother took us everywhere with him on every adventure. Every place that he went, we were there with him, my sisters and I. I have twin sisters, by the way. Yes, they're identical twins. And my brother would take us everywhere that he went. And I remember going on all these road trips with him and just having so much fun. Being able to be in the car with him, being able to listen to all the music because he was a lover of music, a lover of cars, surrounded by all his great friends and learning about them and just enjoying those moments. We took trips to Virginia Beach, to Six Flags, Great Adventure, different places. We would go everywhere. We would go to the drive-in movie theater. Oh, I remember one time that my cousins were here from Trinidad and we all wanted to go to the movie theater, the drive-in theater. And we actually snuck them in by putting them into the trunk of the car, believe it or not. Yeah, we did a lot of crazy, stupid things back then. But reminiscing about it now brings me such joy and memories. My brother was one of a kind. He was really the older brother that made sure that his sisters were involved in every part of his life. And without him, I'm not sure that I would have had so much fun growing up. We used to go outside and play manhunt. If you guys remember what manhunt was in our neighborhood, we would hide everywhere. We'd run around the whole neighborhood, jumping over people's fences and people's backyards, dogs barking at us. Oh, those were the good old days. We also had a pool in our backyard growing up. We had so many great moments in our pool. Everyone would come over to our house. Our house was the house of fun, so to say. Even after school, we would come by to the house, watch MTV or BET, and check out all the new music videos together. My brother was so much fun, and we endured so many great times together, so much laughter, so much joy. We still do. If it wasn't for my brother, 
I I don't know that I would have been such an easygoing, fun person that I am today. He's taught me how to enjoy life. He's taught me how to just roll with the punches, how to just go with the day. My brother has been so integral in my life growing up. And there's so many stories that I can tell you. And you probably will hear them as this podcast series goes on because there's so many of them. I mean, just the crazy things that we did. He always had a different car every day. And I remember there was always a problem with one of his cars driving one day on the highway. And we're just kind of hanging out, driving, listening to music. All of a sudden, the entire hood just pops up out of nowhere. We couldn't see a thing. We could not see a thing. We were blinded on the highway. We had to stop and pull over. Or having a flat tire, having something break on us. This is all part of the journey and adventures of hanging out with my brother. But boy, was it fun. I remember him just, you know, going through all the phases of life with me. Not many brothers would take their sisters out with them, even with their girlfriends. You know, through all his girlfriends that he had, he would make sure that we were involved in his life. He would take us out with him sometimes. And you would always feel like that they're real, but he never made me feel like that. He would tell me to come by, come hang out, come hang out. Let's go here, let's go there. And if he didn't say that, I don't know that I would have went. So my older brother was definitely a blessing in my life, and he still is. This will end today's series and the podcast series of my life, where I began, where I started, and where I am today. As you begin to embark on this journey with me, you will hear so many different stories of my life, so many different moments of joy and laughter and pain and grief and it's all part of who I was who I am and where I am today I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast series look forward to episode two of course where I know I promise you I will talk to you about my future husband how we met and our beginnings that is a very very interesting story so definitely stay tuned for that one and you will definitely hear more about Stepping into college years, of course, there's so much more to tell, so much more of my life that goes on. And, you know, it's really just a way for me to, I think, get out a lot of the pain that I feel of dealing with what I'm dealing with now, living with Parkinson's disease. And for those of you that may not know what Parkinson's is, it is a neurodegenerative disease that gets progressively worse. You know, if you can think about Michael J. Fox or Muhammad Ali, These are known people who are living or had living with the disease. Muhammad Ali has passed away. Michael J. Fox is living with this disease. He was diagnosed at a very young age, like myself. And sometimes in order to get through the pain and heal, we must be able to speak about it. And this is my way of healing. This is my way of overcoming. So as you begin to embark on this journey with me, take the steps forward with me. And enjoy every moment. Relish in the pain and the grief with me as well. Look out for episode two of Looking Back with Love, Looking Forward with Hope, streaming on all platforms. 